Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale, and I thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, Again, I haven't said anything about this recently. It's very simple what we do here. We simply search out the Word of the Most High God and see what He has to say about things. So often people talk about God. They talk about His ways. They talk about His what He wants, et cetera, et cetera. But they simply don't read His Word. If you were to read His Word, if you were to examine His Word, you would find that He gives so much insight, so much revelation. So much understanding that we need day in and day out. Now, what we've been looking at of late is uh, basically Jesus' last encounter in the temple. And we're doing this to set the context for what he says uh, shortly thereafter when he's answering some of the disciples' questions. And these questions relate to Jesus' coming again. But to really understand about his answer and his coming again, and really the, the context and the, his countenance, the demeanor, how serious Jesus is, how uh, apparently not so much flippant, but nearly flippant the disciples are, to understand all that, we have to go back and sort of see what's been going on. So that's what we've been doing in Matthew 21, 22, and 23. So Jesus is in the temple. He's had several encounters. <laughs> and if, and go to previous episodes, you'll hear what all they are. But now in Matthew 23, we've got to the point uh, where he's been talking to the crowd. Okay, in the first part of the chapter, he says that he turns to his disciples and he turns to the crowd. And he tells me, he says, the things that the scribes and Pharisees teach you do because they're sitting in the seat of Moses. But the things that they do, don't do. In other words, that's the classic definition of a hypocrite. They tell you the correct thing to do, so do that. But the things that they're doing, do not do it. And he says, because what they're doing is they're exalting himself. And the last thing we saw is that the greatest among us shall be a servant. Verse 12 of Matthew 23, Jesus said, Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. So he's given an entirely different insight to what it means to be a person of the kingdom. He then starts speaking to the scribes and Pharisees. And he's speaking to him directly. Look at what it says in verse 13. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And I didn't count them this time. I think there's seven of these woe to you's in the balance of this chapter. And he's saying it right in their face. And he's saying it to them. And he's delineating what they are doing wrong. The evil that they were doing, the evil that they had been doing for generations through their forefathers. So listen to what he says, verse 13. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. For you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. So the first thing he says to him is, woe to you, you scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, because you are keeping people from entering the true kingdom of God. Now, he's speaking of the truths that he's speaking, okay? Jesus taught and preached the kingdom of God. You know, I've said it several times before, but it bears repeating. Quite often, if you ask people, well, what did Jesus preach? And they'll say, well, he he preached salvation. He preached the good news. He preached And basically, they're saying that, that he preached the death, burial, and resurrection of himself, But that's not what he preached. Yes, he preached good news. Yes, he preached. But 
He preached the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And what he's saying is, hey, you leaders, you're not allowing the people to enter into this kingdom of heaven, and you don't enter in yourself, and you are aggressively not allowing them to enter in. You're causing them harm. You're causing them trouble. And it was absolutely true. And after Jesus is resurrected, they double down on it. That, that's the reason that uh, Saul was going out and persecuting those who believed. Now, verse 14, another woe. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. <laughs> greater condemnation? Greater condemnation than what? Well, greater condemnation than those who are sinners. Yeah. And so there's all sorts of little hints in Scripture, even with what Jesus is saying here, that there uh, will be degrees of punishment in the lake of fire. You know, we don't even want to think about that sometimes. But he's saying, woe to you because you're going to receive greater condemnation because, oh, yeah, in pretense you make long prayers. The prayers are long and you're acting like you're speaking to the Most High God and you're doing all this stuff, but it's all pretense. It is not real. The real, the reality is that you devour widows' houses. And people say, well, nobody does that today. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. I, I know of situations and circumstance where leaderships within the body of Christ, those that were professed to be believers, those in the high and esteemed positions that we have created, literally devour widows' houses. And they do it. It's all about the money, folks. They do it to attain the money, to where they can do this or do that. Now, they'll say it's for the kingdom of God in the same way that in politics they say it's for the children. Okay, the same exact type of thing. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm not having anything to do with it. Woe to you, you're a hypocrite because you're devouring these widows' houses. You're making a pretense with your long, flowery prayers and everything. You're going to receive condemnation. Uh, one more, verse 15, another woe to you. These are all out of Matthew 23. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte. And he, when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourself. Now, boy, you want to drop a phrase in the middle of a conversation sometime uh, at church or a Bible study or with somebody and they think they're talking about the things of the kingdom? Well, you are. I'll give you a good example. Uh, Oh, gosh, when did this happen? This happened many, 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 many years ago, long ago and far away. And I had a friend, and he was a leader, a key leader in his church. <coughs> and the church was about, what, 150, 200, 250 people. And he was all excited because they were going to adopt a particular methodology, and they were going to do this thing, and they were going to have a 5,000-member church within five years. And we used to gather together and pray. And and I, and I looked at him and I said, well, I said, that's great. I said, what are you going to do? You just make him twice the son of hell that you are? Now, that sounds rather rude. I wasn't accusing him of being satanic. I wasn't accusing him of being demonic. But what I was saying was this. Quite often we will do these things. We have these methods and all this kind of stuff, and we get large gatherings together. And yet what have we done? He says, you will go over land and sea to get one proselyte to convert one to your way. And all you've done is converted them to your way. 
you haven't converted them to the true faith and the true kingdom. I really think that a huge portion of the body of Christ consists of people like that. And I'm talking about the organizational church, the body that says they're believers, and yet they're really not. Because what they've done is they've taken on a form of religion, and yet their actions and their deeds and their life deny the power thereof. They say certain things, and yet they're really not any different than their unbelieving people, their unbelieving brothers, unbelieving people in the world. Jesus is coming along and saying, you don't do this. You're making them like you rather than leading them into the kingdom and leading them to grow in righteousness and holiness and being like he is. I think so much of what we do uh, organizationally as a church feeds into this type of thing of making somebody twice the son of hell, making them like we are, rather than all of us seeking to be as he is. It's a really different thing. So I tell you what, take these things before the Lord. Meditate upon these three verses. Go before you retire this evening and read these three verses out of uh, Matthew 23, verses 13 through 15. And just say, Lord, what is your truth right here? Listen to what he says. I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time.